You know, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another uh, IMTS. Can you tell I got my hair cut yesterday? It's pretty short. Uh, and um, uh, welcome to another IMTS webinar, our monthly webinars. These are the, this, this webinar, these are the webinars that are for everybody. We invite all of the attendees uh, who have registered for uh, IMTS, and by the way, I know that that, that we're probably up to eh, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say 4,000 people uh, right now have registered for the show, uh, um, which is that's a, you know it's it's normal that it's like that right now. You know, last you know, in two two years ago, we had 114,000 uh, and change people uh, at the, at the show. And personally, personally, not speaking for the uh, AMT, IMTS people, uh, I personally believe we will we will uh, break that record and uh, and go higher and higher this year. So uh, so I'm here in beautiful Seattle, Washington, uh, with my uh, cup of coffee, orange coffee, orange shirt, ready to rock and roll. Like I said, we're doing uh, this is our regular monthly session. We also have, and I know a number of you are exhibitors on this as well, which is great. Glad to see everybody, the attendees and the exhibitors. Uh, we, we do three, uh, for those of you that, that don't know, we do three seminars, three webinars a month right now between now and, and showtime. If you're an attendee and you still want to learn some stuff about trade shows, you can certainly pay attention to the imts.com uh, education uh, page uh, as to when the, the webinars are because between now and, and showtime, we're doing two webinars uh, a month on exhibiting, uh, one on operations, one on marketing for the exhibitors, but you are certainly welcome to attend those as well. They are free, uh, as always. Uh, you notice I have the chat going, so everybody feel free to chat with each other. Tell, tell us where you're from. Uh, tell us how the weather is. And, uh, uh, and of course, if you have any questions uh, during the session, please feel free to uh, um, pop that in there. Uh, and uh, we will, uh, uh, do, I will do the best I can to answer your questions as we're going along. If I don't, then I will jump down to, you know, at the end when I have a Q&A, I will make sure I answer it then. Uh, in addition, we are always recording these. So uh, you can always uh, either share them with your friends, uh, share them with mom and dad, uh, and uh, uh, other other people. And of course, you are certainly welcome to come back and watch me again and again and again, over and over. Um, look at that! Look at that! There's all everybody's sunny except for Ohio, looks like. Uh, and excuse me while I have another cup drink of my cup of Java here. I'm in Seattle. You know, it's the law. We have to have we have to drink our Starbucks before before we do anything and uh, hmm. okay so let's get going on this let me give it let me give you a little bit little backstory on um, what this is all about how I how I came to do start doing this shock and awe uh, marketing and I'm going to tell you that this is probably not going to be a, a one-hour program uh, because it because the the concept is pretty darn simple I'm going to give you a couple of examples of what I'm talking about with this uh, and explain to you, uh, you know, how I started using this myself. And, and really what happened was that, uh, and those of you that are old enough to remember, um, back in the early, I believe it was like around 1983, uh, that um, the Cabbage Patch doll was the, you know, was the giant toy of the year, right? Uh, that, um, you know, every little girl... Uh, and I suspect some little boys too. Uh, you know, wanted a Cabbage Patch doll. It was like it was like one of those one of those toys. Those of you that can remember, you know, it was one of those toys that 
you know, Elmo was like this a few years ago and stuff where, where I mean, there were literally fights going on at the toy stores, at Toys R Us and stuff, and, and uh, they, the, the company could not keep these in stock. Uh, they, were, they were just blowing right out, right out the window. Uh, and, um, um, but that same year, I was the vice president uh, of international sales and marketing for a company called Shinsei Corporation out of Japan, and we made radio-controlled toys, is what we did. And that year, we introduced, uh, and, uh, you know, I, and being, the, being the international salesperson, uh, I introduced the, um, the very first, what we, what we consider to be affordable off-road radio-controlled vehicle. It was called the, uh, the Shinsei Honda Dust Runner, and it was a, it was a replica of the three-wheeled Honda 250 ATV back then, uh, which of course you know eventually those three-wheelers were outlawed and uh, you know because they were so unstable. But uh, from a, from a radio-controlled toy perspective, this thing was the boy's cabbage patch doll that same year. So and and did really really well. I mean, you know, comparative comparatively to the the other boys' toys, comparatively to the other uh, radio control toys that were that were out there at, at at the time. I mean, we didn't come where anywhere near the numbers they were doing with the Cabbage Patch kids. But uh, um, but the fact was is that this was a it was a, it was less than a hundred bucks. Uh, uh, this thing was fast. It did wheelies. It went through water and dirt and grass, and it was virtually indestructible. I mean, you could just crash this thing. You could roll it over. You could you know, I mean, you know, drop it, and uh, and it just got up and went, and uh, so it was a tremendous success uh, for me and my company, and um, and it just so happened that I was uh, uh, exhibit. We were exhibiting actually at a trade show in New York at the old New York Coliseum at the Premium Incentive Show, and I was uh, uh, and I was. You know, all all humility aside, okay. I I I really knew how to exhibit, okay. I, I'm I'm a good marketer, and uh, uh, and I really knew how to use trade shows really really well. And so I, you know, we're we're there at the show. I think we had maybe we weren't that big. You know, we had maybe a ten by twenty booth, uh, and uh, um, and we just totally kicked butt during that entire show. And not too far from us, uh, because it was premium incentive, that that covers a whole bunch of different types of product categories. Uh, not too far from us was the Apple computer uh, booth at the time. I think they were maybe, you know, 50 by 50 or something like that, really, you know, a giant booth. And uh, at, at the end of the show, the vice president of sales at that time, uh, and I think he was just for the premium incentive division, but uh, uh, he, he came over to me and he, and he said, hey, boy, you guys really kicked our butts here at this show. Um, you, know, I'd like, uh, you know, I'd like you to teach me how to do this. And uh, and so I started kind of on weekends going from uh, Orange County, California, going up to uh, Santa Clara and sitting down with these guys for a few weekends, not a lot, but uh, they they were actually my very first sort of consulting client, uh, Apple, and they introduced me some, to some other uh, companies at the time, uh, you know, that were in the, the tech world uh, and computer world. And next thing I knew, I was making more money consulting than I was as a sales manager for a radio control toy company. So voila, a consultant was born. 
But I also wanted to, I, I, you know, but I was trying to figure out, okay, now, you know, a consultant is born, and this is all well and good to be getting these references, referrals from Apple, uh, but I needed to be proactive about my own marketing. Hey, marketing guy, got to be proactive. And so I was trying to figure out, okay, what would be the most efficient and uh, um, low-cost way for me to market myself? Uh, I didn't have a ton of money. Um, you know, I was a kid. I was an idiot, right? And I spent all the money that I had because I was young, young and stupid. And uh, so I, uh, uh, I just happened to be uh, a guest on the uh, Robert Schuler Hour of Power. All right. For those of you who don't know who Robert Schuler was, uh, he was a televangelist. Uh, with uh, the Crystal Cathedral down in Garden Grove, California, that uh, at that time was super successful, uh, um, really one of, one of the first really big mega churches in the United States, and his, uh, his weekly Hour of Power reached out to something like 13 million people around the world. Now, it's not important why I was a guest on there or anything like that. I'm not going to get into that discussion. But we get, you know, I was a guest with him, and there were 4,000 people in, you know, in, in, there were two services, 4,000 people seated in, at both services, and I was his, his guest and then broadcast around the world. Well, we were out um, uh, having brunch afterwards, and, and Dr. Schuler said, uh, you know, Steve, you should think about being a speaker. And I said, a speaker? You know, I'm a consultant. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a speaker, but, but, you know, I suppose I could go out and give some speeches and stuff like that. And... Uh, um, you know, that would help me build up my consulting business. And he laughed and he said, no. He said, no, what I mean is you could go out and be a paid speaker. You can get paid to speak. And I didn't even know you could at that time. And I said, I said to him, what? Are you kidding me? And he said, no, you should go out and be a speaker. He said, because he said, number one, he said, you can make money as a speaker. But number two, you can use your speaking to generate, you know, uh, corporate clients for your consulting uh, side of side of your business and and so uh, I learned how to do that I learned how to you know give speeches which of course I still do uh, you know speaking at, at uh, sales and marketing events you know around, around the world and that became my number one marketing tool okay and and for many people uh, you know if, if, if this is something you have the opportunity to do I certainly encourage it uh, to to be a speaker be good at speaking and and uh, and you can help promote uh, your business really, really well. But, but you know, at the same time, I also knew that I had to be able to do something else uh, to uh, um, uh, to help grow my business. Now, before I got paid to speak, let me just back up there for a second. You know, I, I uh, uh, when Dr. Schuler encouraged me to become a speaker, and I kind of said, well, gee, I don't even know how to do that. How do you how do you build a speech? How do you how do you build a business? And you know, how do you contact people and stuff like that? Well, there were there were quite a few uh, top speakers. In addition to Dr. Schuler, there were quite a few top speakers who were members of the Crystal Cathedral. Uh, uh, Jim Rohn was a member of uh, the Crystal Cathedral. Danny Cox, uh, Brian Tracy, um, uh, a number of very very top speakers, men and women, that were there. And he introduced me to them, and they would help me. Now, Danny Cox, who is not necessarily a well-known name in you know in the in the world you probably have never heard of him but Danny was a top top speaker uh, uh, sort of on the speaking circus circuit shall we say and uh, and Danny said to, and I said what's the best piece of advice you can give me Danny and he said well he said speak for free 
as often as you can so that you can get good, he said, and then keep speaking until somebody, sa somebody asks you, how much do you charge to speak? He said, and then, and then you never speak for free again. And so I literally gave a couple of hundred speeches uh, that were primarily designed to generate uh, business for me. And I spoke in Southern California at, uh, you know, social, you know, the uh, Kiwanis and Rotaries and Chambers and I mean just all you know there's hundreds of those all over Southern California and I did that until the day that somebody asked me how uh, how much I charged and then I uh, um, didn't uh, didn't look back started becoming uh, a professional speaker but one of the tools that I uh, that I learned uh, that I figured out kind of by accident on my own because because I also wrote articles I you know I had like newsletters and then every time I spoke for free, I asked people to give me testimonials. And I would say that in return for me speaking for free, you know, you need to write me a testimonial letter. So when people would contact me uh, after, you know, after I started charging, when people started to contact me, I, uh, I, would, I was trying to think, okay, so what should I send them? You know, they would ask me to send them some information, right? To, you know, typically it was like, okay, send me your speaking brochure, or send me something like that, right? And and the speakers that were around back then, this is a long time ago. I mean, that's what they would do. And of course, we relied on mail because this is pre-internet. And uh, um, I mean, we, you know, the fax machine was the most advanced technology we had at that time. Uh, and uh, so I was trying to think, okay, everybody else is mailing out their brochures or they're sending out, you know, um, you know. One, you know, called one sheets with maybe a cover letter or something like that. And I thought, how can I, what can I do that will separate me from the crowd, literally to the point where when they receive my information, the decision is made. The decision is made, like almost on the spot, the decision is made. And so what I started doing was that, you know, I had collected a lot of testimonials. I had collected a lot of articles I had written for, uh, you know, lo you know, local small mag you know, small newspapers or trade magazines, you know, association trade magazines, things like that. I had, uh, you know, collected my newsletters, all that sort of thing, and uh, I realized I had a big pile of these things, right? And these are all providing evidence to the prospect of my ability and my credibility. And so, uh, and, and most speakers, when they would send out testimonial letters to people, they would just pick, they would pick out the two or three that were, that, you know, what they would consider to be their top letters. And then they would, you know, fold them up with a cover letter, put it in a, uh, you know, business envelope, remember, you know, uh, you know just the, the envelope, and, and, and mail that out, okay? So, but what I decided to do was I decided I'm going to, I'm going to send them everything I've got. And so every time I had a prospect who was considering either hiring me for a, a speech, and, and, you know, speakers get paid pretty well. Even lower, lower uh, paid speakers get paid pretty well. Uh, and, uh, um, and also for my consulting, right? I wanted to establish credibility and uh, uh, authority uh, so that they would say, wow, this is really amazing. And so I would take literally all of my information, I would take all of my testimonials, you know, a couple hundred testimonials, all of my articles, all, you know, all of my newsletters, everything like that, I would put them in a big pile like this, and then I would stick them in a box uh, and 
you know, and tape up the box. Sometimes I wrapped it in twine or something like that because I just really kind of wanted to make it look like it was, it was like just this big box that was, you know, and it was big and it was heavy and they would go like, what is, you know, somebody getting this would go like, what is in this box? And, uh, uh, you know, and then later on, later on, when I wrote my first book, which was, you know, written back in 1990, the how to how to get the most out of out of trade shows book uh, that uh, you know rapidly became the number one selling book in the in the trade show world. <laughs> you know, don't don't get wigged out about ooh bestseller. You know, yeah, in the trade show world, it's 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 not it didn't take a lot to be the best selling book. Okay, um, and uh, you know, with the, all the royalties that I've had, I could probably take all of us out to lunch or something, and uh, uh, that, and that that's about it. But uh, but the fact is, it's actually it's still in print, still probably the the top selling book of all time. Uh, but if you went and bought it right now and read it, it's still it's still the kind of it, even though there were three three different editions, it's still kind of the pre-internet uh, um, you know uh, information, and it's kind of laughable if you read it. But I mean, there is solid solid information, and McGraw Hill, um, uh, yeah, I'd say eighty percent of it is evergreen, and it, and it's really good. So it, so it continues to sell in McGraw Hill. Just wants to keep uh, selling it as as it is. But then when when I published that book, you know, I would stick that in the box as well. And then when I, uh, you know, and then later on, you know, when I did uh, uh, CD CDs or DVDs, I would stick them in the box. And then when I wrote more books, you know, I would stick them in the box. So again, what I was trying to do is I was just trying to send them so much stuff that they were it it was overwhelming evidence. Now I didn't have the terminology at that time. This was this was kind of how I looked at it. Was that it was overwhelming evidence. And uh um, and that is what we're what that's what I'm talking about is that when you when you have a situation where you really really want to uh separate yourself from the crowd uh, a lot of us are trying to think in terms of, you know, branding, which, of course, I'm a huge branding fanatic. And, uh, and you know, and I work with corporations every day on how to separate themselves from the crowd. Well, one of the easiest ways to do that is through this, this type of process, which is called shock and awe. I found this out. I learned this terminology many, many years later after I had already been doing it. You know, I just called it the, you know, I, I just looked at it like, um, I wanted to send the heaviest box of evidence I possibly could to people, and uh, and the fact that it just you know I just kind of threw it all in, in there. There was no real rhyme or reason to any of it or something like that. But people would get it and they just start going through it. And they're like, and and they're just overwhelmed, right? They're, they're, it's completely unexpected. They're they're just uh, you know they just don't they're they're so surprised when they get something like this. And even today, even today. I still use shock and awe when I am trying to target a either a top top prospect and I want to really get on that prospect's radar screen or maybe a, a just a group of prospects that I want to get on. So for example, if I'm exhibiting at IMTS, you know, we've and those of you that have followed me, you know I'm always talking about, you know, you know, we're we're moose hunting, right? We've got 114,000 plus people coming through the front door of McCormick Place. And uh, and if we're exhibiting at something, well, then that you know we want just just the moose to come in and see us. Uh, or if we are marketing locally, 
if we're marketing in, you know, I grew up in southern Indiana, and if we are marketing locally, for example, well, maybe I've, maybe there are 10 or 20, uh, um, you know, companies, or 50, I don't care, uh, companies who I know, boy, they would be awesome moose. They would be, they would be the best moose for me to, uh, to be working with, and they would be huge customers. And with those people, then, uh, it, it goes beyond just trying to separate myself from the crowd, going out and meeting with them face-to-face -face and saying, oh, you know, you know, our customer service is better, you know, our product is better, everything about us is better. Well, you know, yeah, everybody says that. So how do you, how do you attract their attention? And, and you use something, you know, like the, you can use something like the shock and awe package to help do that. Now, let me give you a couple of examples, uh, you know, fairly recent examples of what I'm, what I'm talking about. I've got a, you know, I just um, actually just signed on with a new publisher to uh, to write my next book, okay? And it's going to be a book about, you know, uncopyable uh, branding and marketing and and how how to do that uh, as, as a company. And certainly, and and as I was outlining this, the, you know, the book and the chapters, you know, I I included shock and awe and then it occurred to me you know what I've never talked about shock and awe with you guys so because uh, shock and awe is something that does help separate you from the crowd clearly and definitively but the publisher these guys uh, these guys learned about shock and awe so when they wanted to talk to me about writing this book and have them be my publisher well the, what they did was they sent I, uh, it's sitting right over here. They sent me this box. This this came in, you know, by uh, either UPS or FedEx or something like that. And so here was this box. On right there on the cover of the box is a picture of the uh, owner, the publisher himself. And he has even he he has a little message there right from the beginning. You know, before you open this box, call this number. You know, for an urgent message. You know, call and. So, so I thought, well, that, that's very clever. That's very smart, right? And I called them. I called that number, and there was a recorded message waiting for me on the other end from Adam, saying, saying, you know, hey, you know, thanks a lot for uh, um, allowing us to allowing me to send this package to you. I hope you really like it uh, a lot, and uh, we would really love to work with you, you know, on your next book. And it was just, and it was this very nice, you know, message. Hearing the voice of of Adam Woody. Uh, talk about that. So then I open up the box. Now you open up the box, and my personal contact is, um, you know, a guy, a guy named uh, Keith, and I can't remember his last name. I have to take a look at this again. Yeah, Kopsack. Okay, Keith Kopsack, and he had inside, you know, uh, a handwritten note to me, you know, saying, you know, many thanks, uh, you know, blah blah blah, uh, you know, and you know, hope you enjoy this, hope you enjoy this package, right? So then, you know, I, I open that up, and here's what's inside, right? There are several books from, from them, you know, to give me examples of the, of the quality of the books that they publish, uh, and they, um, and, you know, but these, every one of these was related to sort of being a, a book author and how to be successful as a book author. Now, you know, for, because I had been a book author, okay, I've already kind of gone through that, that process, but if I had not been a book author, then this would have been very, very interesting new information. It still is interesting and new information. But it was a, but it was a book, a, a box of these four books, and, and then there was a, a brochure that inside the brochure had testimonial letters, it had a couple of CDs and DVDs, which was the purpose of the popcorn, because it said, 
you know, they said, oh, you know, when you're watching these DVDs, you know, make yourself some popcorn, right? So, um, you know, so what this ends up being is this is a shock and awe package. You know, this thing arrives and you get it and you just go, wow, this is cool. It's like Christmas getting, you know, getting some cool stuff. But it's not just cool stuff. It's interesting, it's relevant, and it's useful, okay? This is not like getting just some kind of uh, gift package in the mail. And it's specifically designed to help move me farther along the decision-making process of working with them. And that's the purpose of the shock and awe. And every time they have somebody that they want to get, like me, you know, as, as a uh, new author, you know, in their stable, then they will they will communicate with, with the author with something like this. And then they actually, then, you know, after we had a face-to-face -face meeting, they actually sent a smaller shock and awe package to me afterwards with some, with some other cool stuff in it, which uh, I, thought, I thought, now that's a good idea too. Uh, you know, but the point is that this is a big package that gets me to see them as that's a company that I want, I want to work with. Now, um, uh, oh, I forgot. Oh, there was also a big poster inside. This is a. This is you know you can't really tell from here, but it's it's like one of those giant those 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 big old posters that uh, uh, you know that you would hang up on the wall. Uh, and uh, and you know very very interesting. Really really well done. So now why would you want to use shock and awe? And uh, uh, you know, and it's actually very, very simple. Okay, there, there are a lot of really, really good reasons why you want. You know, you can, you can, you know, you can send it to one person. You can pick out one person. You know, and uh, you know, I've done this many times. I know other marketers in many different industries who have done this, 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 where they just have one person, one company that they want to uh, uh, really, really make a, gr a big impression on. And so they will, set, they will put together a shock and awe package to go to that person, okay? Uh, you could have a number of people. So like I, like I talked about, you, you know, maybe you're lo you know, in your local area, you're having trouble uh, getting yourself separated from the competition. And so maybe you pick out the 20 influencers or the 20 main targets, and then you send each of them a shock and awe package, uh, which separates you from, from the crowd. But, it, but here's what happens when you do send out these shock and awe packages. Uh, you, you, number one is when they get this, you get their undivided attention because, you know, when somebody gets something like this, they cannot resist opening it up if you put a, a personal note inside, which you, you should, okay, they, they, they're going to open the note, you know, read your message to them, and they're going to go through that box like it's Christmas. And they're going to say, what's in this box? Or, or, you know, or what is in this package, right? And uh, so you get their undivided attention while they're going through all of this stuff. It is completely unexpected. You know, it's not something that they would say that, that you know, they've talked to, talked to suppliers and then the suppliers say, well, let me follow up with you. I'll send you our brochure and then you write a cover letter and things like that. No. And so, you know, and sometimes people will send gifts. They'll say, they'll say oh, let's send, you know, let's, you know, let's send them some candy. You know, let's send them, you know, let's, let's send them some brownies. Let's send them something, you know, kind of interesting, you know. And it's just, you know, it's just stuff that they could get from anybody. See, this is something that they can't get from anybody because you have created a unique uh, type of package that is unique to you and your company and you also are trying to connect it to what you think might be uh, something unique and interesting to them. All right. 
it engages them. You know, they like I say, they open it up. They open up the the note. They go through. They they if you have books in there, if you have videos in there, whatever. Uh, you know, they it engages them to participate in the in in the communication back back to them, and and uh, and nobody else does it. Okay, the odds of somebody else in your your competitive uh, um, world doing shock and awe packages are so slim. But even if others are doing something like a shock and awe package, it's very, very easy to separate yourself. It's very easy to create a unique shock and awe package that is just for your world, just for your industry. You know, and, 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 the, and then they do something else that's very, very cool. They talk about it. They talk about it. They talk about it. They, they show it to everybody in their offices. They show it to uh, their families. They show it to their friends. And, of course, they show it to other people like them, to their peers, because, because a shock and awe package can be an incredible referral tool. You know, so if somebody says to somebody, man, I got this, I got this unbelievable package from you know, ABC uh, uh, Corporation you know, down, down in the, you know, s the south end of the city, and these guys are really amazing. You should, be, you should be talking to these guys. And so then you get a referral from them, and guess what, guess what the referral gets? They get the shock and awe package, and they're going, this is cool. I'm in the club. So the shock and awe package uh, you know, really, really helps. And, and in, in the vast majority of cases, Okay, and, and I, will, I will say, you know, I have never had a client who went out and created a shock and awe package where their competitors had either already done one or their competitors did, did one again. Sometimes competitors will try to copy, but they will copy it terribly. They will copy terribly. Most of them, want to, most of them don't want to put any time into this. But if I'm going to go out and go after a client who, uh, it, from a long-term perspective, represents a significant amount of money, to my company, I have no problem investing, uh, you know, up front. And even though the box itself might have, you know, total up to be uh, fairly expensive, uh, you know, maybe you, you might put stuff in the box that's 50 bucks or even up to 100 bucks or something like that. You're not sending that many out. So it's not like you're, you're budgeting a huge amount of money to go out to a giant market to thousands of people. You're only going out to a small number of people. It's an incredible referral tool, and it also helps you become a class of one. That's that uncopyable part I was talking about. And if anything, um, you know, it also another you, another you word, uncopyable. It also uh, provides you with an unfair advantage over the competition. Unfair advantage. So I love the idea of being, you know, is that if I can be uncopyable, I'm unfair. And I don't care if I'm unfair to the, to the competition, you know. So, so then you ask yourself, okay, what types of stuff go in? I told you a little bit about what go, what used to go into my shock and awe packages, and I still do shock and awe packages occasionally if I'm, you know, if I've got a big whale out there that I I want to really connect with. Um, but you saw, and you saw the publishing company's shock and awe package. But there's, you, but. It's so easy to create these. It's really not as difficult as you might think because there are, there are a ton of things that you can put into a shock and awe package. Well, number one is you want something that provides preponderance of proof to them about your, uh, your abilities. Okay, So that, that goes back to where I had testimonials put in there. Um, when you write white papers, 
when you write articles, you know, when you are when you publish something, even if it's only you know one page, uh, you know, when you publish something, it literally it it, it creates this halo of uh, of authenticity and authority about you. You know, when you publish something, so you're pro you're providing them with a preponderance of proof about. Uh, about what your knowledge is, what your experience is, things things like that. You want to include interesting stuff uh, that they they find very very interesting, but you also want to include stuff that is useful for them. So it might be you know like a testimonial might not necessarily be useful for them, but a white paper you know or a research paper that you've done you know or a checklist that you've provided them or you know something like that. And then you also kind of look at it like you want to include some cool stuff, all right? That where they just kind of go, "Wow, this is kind of cool." It's a little bit, a little bit maybe different, a little bit offbeat, but it's congruent. It's congruent, and so it's it's kind, of, but it's still kind of cool. And uh, so, for example, if I go through the list, if I go through the list here, and this is by no means, you know, this list is not complete. There, I'm sure there are many, many other things we can add into that. So, number one, like I talked about, you could get testimonials from your clients. Uh, and those testimonials can be written, they can be audio, they can be video, uh, anything like that that you can that you can get from your clients. Uh, you know, you can stick in there. You can stick books in, either books that you have written. And by the way, um, a book, all, literally, a, a book by itself is literally a shock and awe package, because if you can hand somebody a book that you have written, and 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 it could it could be as Technical, it can be you know totally uh, you know not something that everybody would be reading, uh, and uh, uh, you know but it might be and, and they might not ever read it you know but if you if you and, and it doesn't have to be a giant book it could be 48 pages right and uh, you know but any but if you hand them something if you write them something that, that uh, looks like a book and it has your name on it that creates tremendous authority you can put videos in obviously DVDs and and CDs with audios in there with you know either you're doing maybe you're doing a podcast or you could you could interview somebody you could interview a customer uh, about a case study you could interview uh, each other you could you know you can interview an engineer you know in your plant and uh, talk about how you know how how they work so hard to make sure that you provide the, the greatest quality, uh, you know, of, of product that comes in there, and how you handle customer service and stuff. Uh, you could you could do research in your industry. Those of us that are uh, a lot of us have done research, you know, to help us design our products. Uh, but you can actually look at it as saying, okay, there's research here, you know, or or a a comparison of of all the types of products. That are in your industry, and and uh, uh, you know you and all your competitive uh, competitive products, and 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 you write it sort sort of as a an unbiased of here's what's here's what's good about the stuff, here's what's not so good about this stuff, but of course, you know I'm trying to create the rules of competition, right? So I'm definitely going to skew it uh, in the direction of that mine is the superior product or service over the others, right? That I that it does more, you know it it. Uh, um, you know, last longer, uh, and uh, you know, than than the others, because you know, if I'm writing the criteria, well, I'm going to make sure that I fit my my own criteria very well, you know, and you so you can do that. The handwritten note I talked about, you can do white papers and reports like I talked about. You put in samples of your 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 products uh, um, that uh, you know, if they're small enough to go in, into a box. Uh, 
directions for going through everything. You could include a note that says, open me first, right? That, uh, or something like what Adam did where it said, you know, call us, you know, call this number before you do anything else. And uh, you, can, you can put directions in that say, okay, hey, just want you to, you know, hey, we sent you a whole bunch of stuff. And so here's what we recommend, here's what I recommend how you go through this. You know, number one, open this up. Number two, go get this. You know, number three. And you're giving them directions on how to go through everything in there. <clears throat> you know, your club stuff. See, one of the things that I love to do with my shock and awe packages is I, I like to make people feel like they are in my club. And I'm saying, hey, I'm sending this to you because you're in my club. Now, uh, those of you that have followed me for a number of years, if you, uh, if, if you follow, uh, you know, and have gotten any of my blogs or newsletters or anything like that, you know, the club that I refer to is that, that all, everybody who's in my club, I don't call it my tribe or, or anything like that, they're all my BFFs, right? That's what, that's what I call them. They're labeled my BFFs. And so when people communicate with me, they'll say, hey, I've been a BFF of yours for about, you know, 10 years now or something like that. So I'm creating, I'm creating language that is club-like language, where it's only only people in the club, they understand it. Um, I will send things out that do have uh, my name or my logo or my color on it because, because clubs have stuff. I will do that. But it's useful stuff. It's cool stuff. People like the stuff. It's interesting stuff. It's not just the same old, same old, you know, pen, you know pens that I bought it from an advertising specialty. You can include catalogs and brochures as part of your shock and awe package. On the desk reminders, you know, when you if you do get something through an advertising specialty company, uh, where you want to put your name, uh, you know, your URL or contact information on it or something like that, always, always, always think in terms of keeping that thing as visible as possible. Does it go? Does it? Because if it goes in the desk, then it's not visible. Out of sight out of mind. If it's on the desk, it's a reminder for people. If it's on the wall, it's a reminder. If it's on a shelf, it's a reminder for people. Maybe it's packaged uniquely. You know, I showed that mine was in a great big cardboard box. The box that I got from Adam Witte was still a cardboard box, but it was a, it was a deep blue uh, box. And it was inside, you know, another shipping container and things like that. But I've also seen shock and awe packages that came in duffel bags. I've seen shock and awe packages come in uh, uh, um, bank deposit bags. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, some very, very unique uh, ways of packaging your shock and awe package that just, just the package itself grabs, is, grabs their attention right out of the box because they just go, wow, what is this? And what, what's inside this thing? And, uh, and, and, you know, because it's amazing what you can send through UPS, FedEx, and the post office. You know, the sealed open me first um, envelope, which they did for me uh, with, the, with the publisher. And plus, like I said, you know, some you know, type, types of souvenirs that you might stick inside. And so, you know, so like a couple of quick examples of what I'm talking about is that, like here, this is a branding agency. They call themselves a celebrity branding agency, but really what they are is, is they're a company who will take you and a lot of people in the business-to-business -business, uh, community um, and um, professional people, things like that, and they, they, they help brand them as celebrities. Primarily what they do is they get you to write a book, like I said, because you write a book and you are a celebrity. I am a celebrity. I am a legend in my own mind. That's what I am. And uh, so their package, their shock and awe package, comes looking like this. Um, 
uh, now there's uh, I have a friend of mine named Walter Bergeron who uh, um, and this is a terrible picture because uh, they don't he, he doesn't he's, he's out consulting now for companies that want to for, for small businesses who want to learn how to sell their businesses for the highest uh, amount of money uh, that's what his specialty is now but back when he was he he had his own company and I don't remember exactly what it was but I know that he was in the oil and gas industry and he sold to a lot of refineries uh, and so he he developed a shock and awe package that had a whole bunch of stuff inside okay but he also had a video player inside it was like a suitcase that was you know that was locked and closed and would be sent out to prospects and it had and it, the video player was inside and you can see that video player uh, you know right there at the top part up here you know terrible terrible fuzzy picture but it would you know and it had all the controls right here so when people would open this up and he had a message there just said press play and it was a message from him and then he talked to them about what they could do for them and he talked about all the goodies and stuff that was inside uh, the suitcase uh, and uh, and he claimed he claimed that when he did when he used that that he had a 100% close rate so because it just absolutely blew people out of the water uh, it uh, uh, they weren't expecting it and it was nothing you know the competition did nothing 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 like this at all um, you know when I send stuff out to people now I'm always looking for something very very unique because because one thing I want to do is you know uh, is is that I I'm you know I'm not a big company all right I'm a gunslinger that's what I am but I want to do things that are that are going to be congruent with the fact that you know I call myself Kelly's dad so I'm a little bit different I'm a little bit off from what you would normally get from a consultant I don't wear ties I don't uh, uh, you know I I'm very casual uh, you know when we you know like this you know when we're talking it's just like we're having a conversation with, with with each other and this is the way that I want this is the way I, I like to work with people but when I send them something in my shock and awe package I also want to send them something that, that has some type of meaning to them that again it's not in the desk uh, and it uh, uh, but it has, has meaning it's congruent with me and it's a constant reminder for them okay so like for example in the trade show world I talk I often talk to my clients about uh, you know, like like uh, when I when I am working with a trade show producer, I'm not talking about exhibitors. I don't necessarily work with exhibitors uh, uh, anymore, uh, unless it's part of my marketing consulting uh, with a company. But trade shows uh, themselves, you know, have a unique situation because they've got they they have to have maintain a balance between the attendees the professional attendees who are coming to a trade show and the exhibitors on the trade show it's really a very it's, it's a very delicate balance between the two of them because you need you know they want to make as much money as they possibly can obviously but they they make their money out of selling exhibit space primarily they do make a little bit off of sponsorships and stuff but they primarily make it off of selling exhibit space but the exhibitors are only going to be happy if people like you the attendees who are true professional buyers who are who are quality people uh, you know quality buyers uh, in the industry if if you come to the show and that there's a lot of you that come to the show so uh, so I always talk to them about that that the balance is very very uh, uh, delicate and so I will often send you know these echospheres 
which are sealed environments, right, with things inside. And, and, and everything has to stay in balance on the inside of that ecosphere, otherwise the, the entire ecosphere dies. And I use that as, a, as an example. So it has a very specific, it's very, very cool. People love this, they think it's incredible, and they put it where they can see it all the time. And it's a constant reminder. You know, I, you know, I, I also talk about, you know, hunting moose and using what, what is known as dog whistle language to attract the right moose to you, using the right bait and everything like that. So I jokingly, you know, I will send out a, a, an orange dog whistle, but I will re, relabel it, a, you know, this is an orange moose whistle, and I say, this is a reminder that you want to be talking in moose language. Don't be talking in your language, talk, talk in moose language to attract them to you. You want to look for the, the best tool that you that you can have. I talk to my clients and I'll say, I want you to stay sharp. You know, I want you to const every single day stay sharp. So I had, I had some coffee mugs handmade that are the most dangerous coffee mugs in the world. These spikes hurt. If you grab this coffee, coffee cup, uh, uh, other than with, you know, on the handle, you, you, you could probably hurt yourself, okay? And, uh, but it, it, I, always, I tell them, this is a reminder that you have to stay sharp every single day. And of course, the inside is orange, right? And then I will also send out orange sunglasses. Some of you saw me give some away at the at the uh, at the workshop. Those those of you the, the exhibitors that were at the, at the workshop. Um, but and then I will send them a message because I will say to people, you know, orange means to think differently. Orange means to be unique, to be to try to be as uncopyable as you possibly can. And I and I want people. Every time they see the color orange, it reminds them to be uncopyable. So then I say, I send these in, along with the rest of my shock and awe information, and I say, I say, when you put these on, you know, you are seeing the world through orange color glasses, okay? So you are automatically looking at it uh, through an uncopyable, unfair perspective, and it's, it's, and it's something to be a reminder. And of course, it doesn't hurt that I keep sending stuff that's orange, because I'm, not only am I reminding them to be uncopyable, but, but it also reminds them about Steve. See, I don't have to put my name on this because it automatically reminds people of Steve because Steve owns the color uh, orange. Now, important you know, uh, that I want to I stress once again is that we're not talking about sending a gift packet, gift packet, basket, gift package, <laughs> easy for me to say, uh, uh, that you buy already, you know, put together by some other company. This is something that you put together that is unique to you, uh, and uh, that they will see immediately. That is unique. It's different. It's not something that they can get anywhere else. And the the shock and awe package by itself is uncopyable. Is very very unique. It and does provide you with an unfair advantage. So, like I said, the concept itself is actually pretty simple. You know, how you execute it is really up to you, uh, how you put something like this together. But if you have, you know, some prospects out there, some people who, number one, maybe you're trying to get an appointment with somebody to go, to go see them, and you've been unable to get an appointment with them. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've put together shock and awe packages like this and uh, sent them out. One time in particular, I was trying to get an appointment with a CEO at a company. I put together my, my shock and awe package, but I also then put in a, uh, uh, a uh, travel insurance, right? I bought, some, I bought some flight insurance at the LAX airport one time. I included it in my shock and awe package, and in the note that I put in with the flight insurance was, I'm thinking of you. 
you know, and of course, you know, and and very very quick within a couple of days, you know, I got a call from his office saying, oh yeah, he'll 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 set that appointment with you now, right? And of course, the joke was that when I showed up and I walked in, you know, he acted like he was disappointed that I was still alive. So, but but you see, it it you know, it broke the ice, it got his attention, got him to say yes, I want to talk to you because because holy cow, look at what you look at what you sent me, right? And so you're always looking for your own ideas. What could you put into some type of package, some type of container? You could, you, you know, get get unique with the containers. Uh, you know, you, whether they are hand delivered, whether they are sent through the mail or FedEx or you know UPS or something like that, does not does not matter because just even even the package itself should should be unique. So, okay. So, like I said, it wasn't well, it actually took longer than I thought it was. I'm 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 a talker, you know. What are you what are you going to say? So, uh does anybody have any questions that you would like to ask about shock and awe packages? Uh and I will be happy to answer those. While we're doing that, uh I see some I see somebody is typing. Uh while we're doing that, um I'm going to put these on so I can see what I'm reading here because I can't read uh, the, the messages you might be sending me. You know, um, just remember that if you have any questions or you know anything you'd like to get. Uh, uh, and by the way, if you have not registered for IMTS, well, what, what are you waiting for? Get off of this and go register. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, when we're done, um, and uh, uh, you know, you you can uh, you can do that. Oh, the question, as you can all see, is Christina's ask, asking, how does this apply to companies that sell through this? sell through distributors there's a couple of things there's a couple of things about this because I did sell through uh, distributors and uh, uh, out, you know outside salespeople um, before that one of the things is is that distributors typically have a line of products right they got they, they got a line of different products well number one is that distributors are notorious for pushing the products that sell easy easily and uh, and if your product isn't selling easily well then uh, sometimes maybe you need the, the distributor to help do a little bit of education with you for you stuff like that and uh, um, and and so you can use shock and awe to stay on the radar screen to be special to the distributor so that they will that you are on on the top of their list okay the second thing that I used to do with my distributors is that I would work with them and 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 this is where you have to make sure you've got a good relationship with your distributors but I would say to them uh, I would say uh, have you know I would know who the big fish were you know that that I wanted them to be selling to and so uh, I would sit down with the distributors and I would say you know, uh, are you uh, um, contacting you know X Y Z company over there? And they might say, Well, yeah, we are. Uh, you know, we don't really have that great of a relationship with them, or or something like that. And I'll say, Okay, I said, Why don't you and I together put together a shock and awe package, and we will send it to them. Or or if you want, I will put it together for you. But I will put it in. But y you can send it out in your name. You know, from from you send it to them as a shock and awe package because uh, because if you can get in with them then we're both happy right so uh, so ultimately there is somebody whether it's in the distributorship itself uh, the owner of the distributorship or or, or somebody in there uh, that can help influence the sales or there's somebody out or there's somebody 
on the other side of the distributor who you want you want to get them on that on the list and you want to get them to be part of you know buying from through that distributor and so you have to have a great relationship with the distributor because there's a trusting relationship there and and, and you want that anyway you want that anyway and and when i hear people say man i you know i've, I've got no relationship with my distributor I say well that you got to work on that first okay you got to work on de developing that first and because because you are partners in crime so to speak you want to work together to make this uh, to make it successful uh let's see uh any other questions that, that people might have for me uh um, while while we're waiting like i said you can contact us anytime uh you can contact me via uh, this is my personal email address you'll notice that when you get emails from uh about the the uh, uh webinars and stuff it comes from steve miller at the .com. that's not a personal uh, um, email it doesn't get checked uh, all the time, but Steve at theadventure.com is my personal email, and I will be. I, I do check that all the time. And while I'm waiting for, I think I see somebody else typing in here too. If you didn't see the picture last time, I can't, I can't resist sharing this again of my daughter Kelly. A lot of you, she's grown up with uh, with a lot of you as well, uh, and she and I were in Vegas last month. And first time she ever sat down, she's 23, first time she ever sat down to uh, um, play a video poker game, and she had a great time losing $20, $26. So, um, so, okay, so I don't see any more questions on here right now. Like I said, this is being recorded. Uh, feel free to contact me at any time. Uh, contact uh, the people at, at uh, IMTS anytime with your, with your questions. Uh, always interested in feedback from you as well. And I will be, be back next month uh, with another version of the IMTS uh, webinars. Uh, don't have the topic uh, out for you right now, but uh, look forward to seeing you again. Hope you tell your friends, and uh, hope, hope I see you there. So I'm just I'm, I'm waiting. I see one person is typing, and I just want to kind of kill a little bit of time while I'm waiting to see if it's a question. Um, but I don't see anything coming up. So... Um, okay, there we go. Yeah, let me know. Absolutely, Robin. That I would love to hear stories. I'd love to hear what you put together. Tell me what you put together, and tell me how how it works out for you. Okay, and it, you know if it's awesome, I might talk about it or write about it. Uh, and if you have any problems with it where it doesn't work so well, I can also uh, you know maybe make some suggestions and make it better. So that's it. This is Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's. Dad, I'm cutting out of here, uh, and I will see you next month. And always, always remember, be uncopyable. I'll see you next time. Bye.